Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Game Over Ottawa. Charlie with you, and I am joined, finally, it feels it feels like it's been too long, man. I'm joined by Terry McGurin, the, uh, I think, I think when I first, I first brought you on, I just called you a jack of all trades, but for anyone who, uh, who wasn't a viewer from last season, uh, Terry does a little bit of everything. Actor, writer, uh, honestly, jack of all trades. Um, I, I, when people ask, like, what do you do? How do you, how do you... If someone's not familiar with you and comes up to you and asks you what you do, how do you try and narrow it down without talking for the next five minutes? I just say I work in animation. Per on it, great. Yeah, that's and perfect. Go, oh, okay. Then they go. I guess it's the boring part, and then they don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, luckily for us, uh, Terry is a a great guest. You've been on the show three times last season, and uh, every t- it feels like there's. It's always an eventful game with you. Always. Yeah. Last season, last time you were on the show was the uh it was the Colorado game where um uh Lars Eller scored that goal uh on the uh the non-whistle goal there when the Sens yeah. lost by a single goal. Um oh. before that, it was actually well, listen, I should just bring you on for Red Wings games cuz last time you were on for a Red Wings game was the uh when the Sens won the second of those back-to-back games against the Wings heading into the trade deadline. Yes. All the wings games, I'll take them. All of them, every single yeah. one. Which actually, you know, we're this is already the third game against the wings this season for the Sens. Yeah, what do they got? They got two more. It's I don't even know. I should know this. I, I'm the I'm the I'm the person who should know this. I'm not sure. I haven't checked the schedule <laughs> that far in advance. But um, anyway, yeah. we should uh talk about the game first of all. Sens win. Sens with a huge win, five to one. And I uh, I'm gonna hit the Sens button because the uh. The Detroit Red Wings just got sensed pretty badly. Um, yeah. Before we uh, break down anything else, though, as far as the game goes, just want to say right off the top, uh, really hope Dylan Larkin is okay. Um, yeah. Really scary scene, him on the ice there. I'm glad that it wasn't a stretcher that was needed. Like, I'm glad he was able to at least get off the ice with a lot of help granted but i i i'm really hoping he's okay and just a really really scary scary moment on the ice there yeah i agree and i think you know i mean i guess we'll get into more details about it as we talk about it but uh, it, a bit of a fluky 
combo hit that I think did what it did. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a, yeah, just a horrible, yeah, storm of just limbs yeah. in certain places. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, it depends on how, how it depends on how you want to do this. You're the guest. Let's go. Let's go with how you want to do this. Do you want to start out with just general breaking down the game? Do you want to just start with, with that and how I think the timing of that, you could have expected this to, game to go a lot like the Sens Panthers game, just a complete like mess of a game with a million penalty minutes and it didn't it didn't go that and way. it's but it did start that way like the first period was i don't know how much even ice you know even time there was on the ice um yeah so that uh i was looking at smej cal because he he just like either we were killing penalties or we were on the power play and in oh, the first period yeah he played 45 seconds he got one shift in the whole first period and i was thinking like Oh man, like that. And I'll say, you know, jumping towards the end of the game, it was really nice to see uh, DJ Smith put him on that last 38 second power play. Yes. Um, that to me was a sign that maybe DJ Smith wasn't unhappy with what he saw in Smash Cal. Um, although he didn't do much, I think he, he missed two shots, one and uh, missed the net, and the other one. In the halfway through the third, he shot it into a Detroit player that, who then got a breakaway. Then, yeah, came back the yeah. other way. Yeah, so you're like, and I think Ooh. you nailed it. Didn't you tweet just before the game about how he was going to play seven minutes? He played six fifty-five. Oh, look at that! You were right on the money, man. You were right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah, that's the a really Rangers good point game too. by one goal too. I tweeted out at like four o'clock in the afternoon that it was going to be a five-two win for Ottawa, and it ended up six-two because for some reason the Rangers pulled the goalie. Silly! Come on, it was over. Yeah, no. If they, if, if if the Rangers had done any research and watched Ottawa Senators games, they'd know you can't score with an empty net. Um, that's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, honestly, like. The, the the Sens, I mean, I think the Sens were the better team for majority of this game. Uh, it wasn't nearly as lopsided as as the last couple of games, especially that Leafs game. Sens should have won that game without a doubt, but not nearly as yeah. lopsided. I will say, though, I think they were the better team, and it's just nice to see the Sens win a game where they were the better team because I think for the it was the first time before, so it's definitely the first time now. I think the Sens have been the better team the last five games in a row. We haven't been able to say that as Sens fans once this season so like they've won like three out of five is all right as far as the wins go but just seeing this product on the ice it's so refreshing to see this team consistently play well some yeah exactly and and for god's sakes that 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 we we scored two unanswered goals in the second period the second period we don't Can you do believe that. it can you believe it yeah so oh. that was nice to see. There's there I agree there's some consistency happening. Um and uh I mean I don't know when DJ Smith knew Jacques Martin was coming in um or how much Jacques Martin is whispering in his ear right now or is Jacques Martin just watching and DJ Smith is like freaking out. I don't know. I would love to know how much pull Jacques has right now. Like what because even even when he came, because when he came in, they had already started to play a little bit better. But like I don't know, and I I don't know. I think 
I wonder if they asked him if he just wanted the coaching job and he said, dude, I'm 70. Like, I wonder if, if that I, has much to, I don't know. I don't know either. I think maybe uh, Andlauer probably, you know, after going up and saying DJ Smith, we're happy with DJ Smith, we're keeping DJ Smith. I think maybe his plan was to bring in someone that was like, he's above you, but not, you're still the coach, you know? Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. And Jacques Martin, I mean, that's, I mean, why wouldn't DJ Smith want to hear what Jacques Martin says, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, he's got to be exhausted of playing 500 hockey too, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You must be. It's, it's, it, it, in, it's somehow worse than being bad. Like just, just not, <laughs> yeah. not being good is worse than being bad. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as this game goes, um, a couple of fun notes. Uh, first goal of the game coming from uh, Claude Giroux, who scored his 100th point as an Ottawa Senator in game 104, if you can believe that. Wow. He's, I can't believe how... I mean, I was psyched when the signing... As, I think every Sands fan on the planet went, oh, this is great, and none of us knew how great it really was. I, I mean... A lot of people were talking about he's coming in, he's going to play with young guys that it, it generally happens with guys that age. They get rejuvenated and kind of have a great start to a season, but then it kind of, you know, their age mm -hmm. catches up with them. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I, I agree. I was, it was one of the more exciting signings for me. Um, and, uh, and I, I, wow, that's amazing that in 100 and game 104, he hits 100 points. It's incredible. Couldn't, couldn't have asked for better, really. No, it's it, I'm I'm blown away, and he just it, he's just so fun to watch. Just I mean, yeah. like even just production aside, just the way he he plays the game, um, just really really enjoyable. Um, past that, a negative milestone. Uh, if you're a Sens fan watching this game, Patrick Kane scores his first as a Red Wing to uh, to tie things up. You got um, to score your first on Ottawa. That's uh, yeah. part of the NHL. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that wasn't as fun for me to write down. Um, then uh, we got, and I, I, I would love to uh, spend some time talking about uh, Tarasenko or uh, as, as we, as Sens fans affectionately uh, call him, uh, Terry Stinko. Um, hmm. Have you, have you missed that? I've missed that. So uh, it was shortly, it was, it was shortly after the, uh, after the Sens had signed him and I don't know who it was. Someone posted a photo on Twitter. Uh, their dad texted him saying, who's this guy that TSN 1200 says the Sens yeah. signed Terry Stinko. So that's just been, that's, okay. that's what everyone calls him now. Um, well, I guess not everyone. The Yeah. The, missed it. Missed that. Yeah. Uh, it's a good, it's a good meme. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible how. Like and I, I uh, every time he comes up, it sounds like I'm like ragging on someone, but and I I mean no disrespect when I say it's amazing what you can do as a skilled forward, uh, as a winger when your center isn't Rourke Chartier. It, it's, I mean it's fair, you know. Rourke Chartier's yeah. got some grind to him. He's got some speed, but he he doesn't have the hands. He doesn't have NHL level skill, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think Tarasenko's past the point of being able to drive a line. So you yes. put him with a guy like Stutzla or 
Um, even like an extended look with of him with Norris or something would have been fun. But if 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 they're happy with Norris on that line with Giroux and Kachuk, the the Stutzla Tarasenko pair works great. And honestly, yeah, I think well. Batherson is a great addition to that line too. I mean, we'll get to that goal as well. Uh, the Batherson Stutzla connection later on in the game, but. Tarasenko, man, this season, I think it's... Let me just double-check before I start lying to everybody. Um, yeah, 19 points in 22 games now. Like, yeah. can I'll you ask it. for more? I don't think... I, I don't know I if you could, can. I could. He's he's doing a lot of... And it was really noticeable in the Leafs game because it happened twice where passes that should have been one-timers, he he's cradling them and mm. he gave Wall a chance on both of them to get across. Like he had that open net. Um, so there's part of that where I'm, I don't know, maybe he's, he's not as comfortable shooting a, a wobbling puck or whatever, but you, you got to think like, you just got to hammer it. You got to take a swing at it at some point. He's, he's, he's trying to settle the puck every time. And it it's not, it's, it's preventing a lot of goals right now for him. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Yes, but you're you're absolutely right. Everyone's saying his shot is gone. I'm like, it isn't. He's just not doing it. Um, yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he's uh, he's turning out great, and and I love seeing him interviewed. He seems so happy in Ottawa, and um and going back to Giroux, that was one of my favorite things when they when they interviewed him about signing with Ottawa, and he said watching Kachuk play was one of the big deciding factors for him. Like he said, that's a, that's a captain you want to play for. And I was like, Oh, he's going to fit in real well, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah. yeah. And then as far as the rest of uh, the scoreboard goes, uh, Kubelik only scores one type of goal and he did it again um, yeah. on what, I mean, I don't know. I didn't catch enough copies. Of the, uh, I didn't catch the replay often enough to really find out what Lyon was doing, but it felt like he was just so badly out of position on that one. Just, I don't know. Kublik had like a pretty wide open at the, the fire at. Yeah. Um, I guess he thought it one. wasn't, I didn't, I guess he thought it wasn't going to make it all the way across the ice. Cause that was really like from wall to wall, like from yeah. Joe to, um, yeah, and I mean he's you know he's got a, a hell of a shot when he gets all of it, but I I still just I want him gone. Is that wrong to say this early into? The... I don't think so. Um, yeah. he 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 definitely isn't the uh, that like yeah. I, when when he first came in, I thought okay, well there's a third liner. If you give him power play time, he's going to score twenty goals. Yeah, and he's still kind of in that pace a little bit but he's it just is. got nothing else going on well that was that was his fifth right so yeah so he's yeah he's he's pretty good on pace for almost 20 if not 20 um and i, I don't mind if he he keeps score a few more before it's time to sign pinto like make it so that we get something for you as opposed to you know having to sweeten the deal yeah um because that's that's how it started to look <laughs> at the beginning of the season when he suddenly became the guy you have to move once it was clear they yeah. are not trading Joseph not happening no so way then, yeah I think I and I uh you know of course as we said we hope Larkin is fine but I think uh 
them targeting Joseph that became it distracted them from the game tonight. Yeah. Yeah. 100 percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess other than that, just to round out a recap of what went down in the game, uh, as far as the scoring goes, uh, Batherson with one of the nicest passes, I think maybe probably the nicest pass he's ever made to yeah. to Tim Stutzla just streaking down just alone. Unbelievable pass and, and finish. Yeah, just a really cute little flip it to an open space. It was it was really nice. And Batherson's been playing like, as you said, these last couple games, you know, he's been looking really good. Um, and there was probably a point where I was like, fuck it. I don't care. Get rid of everybody. You know, like it's because you're like, I don't know. Is it the coach? Is it the I mean, I'm not going to get too excited because really we're still playing 500 hockey. You yeah. know, um, yeah. so we'll see what happens, but it, it is nice to see a string of games with consistency. And I'm sorry, but if we're going to talk fun goals, that Jake Sanderson, like three pointer <laughs> yeah. behind the net to in the net. <laughs> his back against the boards behind his own net. Just <laughs> perfect. Yeah. I love yeah. I love it. He's just I guarantee not once did he consider icing. He's just like I'm nailing it. <laughs> he just that was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was really um, pretty. But yeah, then I guess I mean all right. I've put it off long enough. I guess we'll we'll let's let's talk about the uh, the bad blood of this game here with uh, with Dylan Larkin um, unfortunately being like what looks pretty bad. Um, so I don't even know how you like break that down. I guess like Joseph is trying to shove him out of the, uh, out of the crease. I don't know. I I don't, I don't, the thing is, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to say that I know what Joseph was trying to do, but I don't, I also don't want to sound like a biased sense fan where I'm saying he obviously was trying to hit him in the shoulder. We don't know. Like, we don't know, but, no. um, just, he caught him in the head with his glove. So, Larkin kind of spins around, head goes straight into Parker Kelly. Um yeah. and I and I imagine that's where most of the most of the damage was done. Um yeah. you know, your your entire body is flying one way and then just an an immediate stop, like just hitting Kelly there, and then yeah, just like a really scary scene. Larkin down on the ice, and then as as Zub, who had nothing to do with it. Is he's calling for the stretcher yeah. for God's yeah. sake. He's trying to get some help on the ice. David Cron yeah. goes, That's my guy. Yeah. Charges at him with a like a jumping high stick to the head. Um and like I I understand as far as like fans showing a bit of animosity towards Joseph in the building because they didn't get to see the multiple replays and angles that all of us at home got to see. Um, but like, let's be real. The two minute minors to Joseph and Kelly and the five minute major in a game to Perron, the, the refs nailed it. The refs nailed it. And I, I'm, I'm shocked that they did. Cause I had no faith in that going into that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the refs absolutely like, I think, I think they got it perfect. I might. Uh, and I, I don't think this is me just, you know, being wearing my sense glasses, I think Kelly was put in the box for two minutes 
because of the what happened because Larkin went down. Um, because I don't think Kelly really deserved a roughing penalty. Um, he just he was skating into the play and Larkin's turning with his head down and Kelly essentially crunches his neck. Um, I don't, I don't know, I, but I got it. Like I agree. And I was like, uh, well, yeah. at least, you know, and Joseph didn't catch him with the stick. That was super clear in the replays. It was mm-hmm. all to the side of the head. He definitely deserved that two minutes that he got. But um, what do you, what are we, what are we thinking for Perron? Like there's, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be games. I, I really hope there's games and I hope it's a lot. I'm just a little bit concerned with the league maybe looking at I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to be objective with this, but I, I I I am a little bit concerned about the league looking at that and going, Well, Larkin's hurt. We can't take away another player. You know, like I, I'm I'm terrified it's only going to be either a fine or a couple of games. That like it could be double digits, and I would agree with it. It's it was it was it was gross. Yeah, honestly, like it was after the whistle. It was gross, you know. Yeah. It's, um, and I don't know who it was on on the Red Wings, but after after Perron went to take down Zub, uh, Joseph was was like standing next to uh next to Larkin. Uh, like also waving people over, and I don't know who it was on the Red Wings, but someone came by and just kind of gave Joseph the shoulder, like tried to shove him out of there, like and, and and getting Joseph off balance. Like you really want this guy off balance on skates around an unconscious player on your team? Like that was just yeah. so stupid as well. Yeah, it's just creating a, even more danger in what is already just a really like really scary play common to like far more common to see in the like i remember as a kid watching games in the 80s where there'd be an unconscious player lying on the ice and a like a like a bench brawl going yeah. on around surrounding him right him moving they're moving his body around and i was yeah. just this is crazy um i'm trying to find david perron suspensions but i don't think he's been suspended am i crazy uh, I mean, he. I, I've I've never considered him like a dirty player before, so it's entirely possible he's he's got a he's got a clean record up to this point. Hmm. I, if someone in the chat knows, I'm I, I'm at cap friendly, and it doesn't seem to be suspensions, but yeah, hmm. you'd think a guy who's willing to do that. That's probably yeah. Had, yeah, but and I don't, I don't know, and and like, you know, not to uh, not to sound like, you know, an armchair GM or whatever. I mean, like, listen, anyone watching the show can look at me and be like, I don't think this guy's played much professional hockey, but like, so I can't say that I've been in that situation by any means, and like the adrenaline, whatever. But like, <laughs> when Kevin Bieksa was like, well, that's just what you got to do. Like, no. Dude, come on. Like, so Perron turns around and just sees a guy waving for help and thinks, oh, that must be the guy who hurt Yeah, well, Bill Zub Larkin. had fallen on top of him. So, like, Zub had yeah. just gotten up off of him. So, maybe that's what Perron was seeing. But 
then drop your gloves and grab him and start punching. Like take yeah. the two minute instigator. Don't don't get yourself suspended for five plus games or whatever it might turn into, but it's NHL, so who knows? Like, I mean, uh who the hell was it? Uh was it on who t- who swung their stick at the guy's head and got Oh uh Truba. Fine. Yeah, Truba. That was that? nuts. That's yeah. nuts. That's yeah. I don't know Ooh. how you explain that. Um no one will know. No one knows what he he might get a trophy or cookies yeah. or something. We don't know. Yeah. Uh no, but like yeah, I, I think yeah, if if Perron doesn't get oh what's okay, so what's your minimum? Like what's the minimum number of games you can go where you could see the the a suspension and go, I guess. I guess that's okay. Two. Really? It's, still, it's it's way light. I think it's way light, but it if he doesn't get two games, I'd be I'd be really like like what what? But but even the panels say it every time like when Truba didn't get suspended, a lot of the panels were like I I don't understand what they're watching anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the the criteria they use and how they make these calls. So if 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 it's not just a fine, if he's actually suspended games, I'd take two. I think it should be five. Mathot was saying ten. Um, you know, so it was it was gross. So I don't know. I think gross. Well we'll we'll see what happens. I, I'm uh Yeah. What that's I, usually I, uh if it with something like that, do you think I don't know. It might just like you said, they might just announce two. Uh, if we hear that there's a hearing that we know, then we know that like a much bigger number is going to be on the table. Yeah. Um, Cause usually they announce the next day if there's going to be a hearing with a player. So we'll find out, I guess probably tomorrow, yeah. whether it's two or a whole lot more. I, I really liked that Joseph ended up on the score sheet as well. Like yeah. taking all of that heat that he didn't really deserve um so yeah i i him getting a primary assist on on that kuulik goal i was like yeah like did you did you see him uh talking to a fan in the penalty box <laughs> yeah with the uh still yeah i still good. i still look good though <laughs> like man yeah he's a charmer he's a, he's a hands he's a handsome man i will say that <laughs> on the record um <laughs> Yeah, so I I don't I don't know. It was it really scary, really scary play. Um uh, and it happened so fast. Like watching the game, it just it happened so fast that I I completely missed what happened. Just one second Larkin was up and the next he's just out on the ice and that's I mean that's that's a scary image anytime that happens. Thankfully it's not all that common. Like we don't really see that too often, but really it was so fast just I guess I mean I don't he he did look unconscious but I wonder if it was just like when your neck gets crunched like that maybe he was just afraid to move like he didn't know how bad it was you know um I don't know but he certainly was in a position that kind of yeah. said I'm unconscious uh yeah yeah S- scary scary any way you look at it just not true not fun uh to so, watch from from either end 
I think we talked about this last time I was on as well. And and here we are again. Um, that Leafs game, we we deserved a better outcome. Like mm-hmm. Wall Wall saved them for sure. Yeah. For um, sure. And tonight, again, they looked really great. You could say maybe Detroit was distracted, whatever, but um I don't mind the way this team looks without Thomas Chabot. Oh, he's getting he's oh I should I knew I I, I knew hey man, this was gonna come up tonight. I knew this, this is, was gonna come up tonight. Well it I mean it we are not it's not like this team is is like playing seven hundred hockey with Chabot in and five hundred without him. We play five hundred no matter what. No matter who's in the lineup, who's injured Whatever's going on, we're playing 500 hockey. And you've got, I'm so tired of of watching, especially on power plays, um, like Chikrin trying to pull the puck off the right wall and get it back to the center of the ice. Like Sanderson's a little better with the puck and sometimes he, he manages it, but it, usually it just goes back down the wall to Norris or whoever's on that side. Having a right-handed defenseman makes a difference in those situations Um, because they can stop it along the wall and take it wherever they want. You know, like the lefty's got to pull it off the wall. And so you think like, I, I still, I still look at a player like, and I know Winnipeg won't give him up because they're in a great position and he's cheap. And, but DeMello, you look like, I mean, who, when we really, really tanked was when Zub was out. That's when this team looked its worst was when there was no Zub, no stay at home, like just do the right thing defenseman, you know, who can play still NHL caliber, unlike Hamannick, you know, like, so if you can find a a second pairing 18, 19 minute right hander, I mean, I don't know. And, and you can, get him plus by moving Chabot. Is it crazy? I think it might be a little crazy now. Um, Maybe worth thinking about in the off season. Uh, I think my concern is now. uh, And I mean, obviously there's still three quarters of the season to go, but if things stand right now, I want Tarasenko back. And he is going to probably be wanting a bit more than five. And it's going to be for a while. And then you got like the Sanderson uh, contract kicking in next season. The the yep. cap is going to be going up by they're thinking like five ish. So that's great. Yep. Um, but, you know, you sign Pinto in late January and that's probably going to be a very, very cheap contract now. Um, yes. I'm way less concerned about making cap space at this point for that. Um, but then you got- you know, if, if if he plays well next year, he's gonna want more. And then you, I think, then is when I would look at maybe moving one of the eight million guys. But got you've got Murray, uh, Bobby Ryan, who else? Delzado. You've got a, a couple guys coming Col- on. Colin from- White. Colin. Oh my God! Are we still paying Colin White? Well, it's it's so because the Sens get 
so he's not off the books. The Sens get a cap credit next season, and then it's a hit again for the next two, I believe. Oh. It's really I and like I couldn't even begin to try and explain why it goes from like a credit on the cap to back to being like a cap hit after I have no idea. I don't know how any of it works. Um but no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It it adds up to about five million right there. So and Shabbat next year. Well, I guess I guess the thing is, like you said, off season fine, but his his modified no trade kicks in next season, and that runs through the rest of his 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 contract. Um, and for the next starting next year, I think for two seasons he's making ten million in money. In real money, in okay, money. yeah. Um, so that and. I mean, he's also he's this is season three in a row now where he's going to be missing significant a significant number of games. It might yeah. not even be super easy to move. I don't know. He's yeah, missing whatever was missing four weeks, playing three games and missing four weeks. It's yeah, that might be tough to tough to move shortly after he's back. Not that I. I'm necessarily on board with I'm not like completely in love with the idea of moving him. I don't I know. know if I mean I'd listen to any offers, but like at this point, like that's all I want. That's all I want to hear. Listen okay. to offers. He's so he makes uh yeah, so next year is modified no trade. He just submits a 10 team no trade list, and that runs through the next four years. Um okay. and for the first Starting next season, he's got three seasons at a ten million dollar hit. Well, not a cap hit, ten million dollars cash. Um, still the eight million cap hit, and then his final season, it's back to an eight million dollar salary. But woo! And how many games has he missed in the last couple? So he, yeah. So in. 21, 22, he played fifty nine. In twenty two, twenty three, sixty eight. And this season he's gonna be below sixty. Yeah, that's that's a fair bet. I don't know. I uh I don't know. I, I'm not really one to be excited by the idea of shipping him out. I like your idea of and I and I completely agree with you, the Sens. And I mean JBD is starting to look better. But other than other than Zub, you, like there really isn't a steady, always trustworthy shutdown guy. You're right. Yeah. You you are right. Um, I don't. I just. I just don't know. I don't know. It's scary moving a player that and 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 Shabbat's interesting too because like the fan base is so split. I know people who love him, and I know people who aren't a fan. I don't I don't dislike him. I I feel like and I know uh, most of the people I talk to online say before we move anyone, I want to see a new coach. Um and that I can kind of agree with. Like you go like mm-hmm. if you've got a coach who understands, you know, like how to use Chabot and how using him for 23 minutes plus is unnecessary when you've got Sanderson and Chikrin and 
you know, Zub and like, you don't need to run him, but there's so many times, especially on a power play where, you know, even on, even on the left wall, the puck just, he bobbles it and it's over his stick. And then he either takes a dumb penalty or there's a, you know, a, a, a legit scoring chance against us shorthanded. And it's kind of frustrating to watch that. Um, I trust Sanderson more. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I saw a few people say tonight, okay, so like Sanderson's definitely the best defenseman on the team now. Right. And I said, and I, and, and I, I just thought I've thought that since February last year, like, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. And there were yeah. times where I thought, like, I mean, Tyler Clevin looked so good at the end of last season. He did. That I thought, you know, it's it's gonna be it, it's gonna be his his no waivers thing that might keep him out. But then at camp, he did not perform well. Um, and I mean, it is still like, and and I mean, he. It, I think I think the problem I, I think our problem as Sens fans is we're seeing how much of an impact uh, Stutzla, Sanderson, and Greg are already making, and we're holding the rest of that 2020 draft class to the same. Like like it's not normal that three first round picks. Well, maybe not even, let's, let's not even specify first round. But it's so it, it's not normal for three players drafted only three years. Because remember that draft was in October in 2020 because of uh because of covid right. the three of them were drafted just over three years ago and they're all three of them are making such a huge impact on this team um and i and i kind of i kind of get stuck in that too where i'm thinking well if they're here like would these these are other bums still in the in the minors what's going on there it's, it's like oh oh yeah they're 21 you know like it's it's one of those yeah. things yeah, you know i and i i i do think clevin is like when I, I mean, I also had very high hopes for Clevin coming into the season because my the first thing I thought when Hamnick was uh, resigned for the two years, I thought, oh no, because I wanted Clevin, I wanted the Clevin, and, and, and I know two left-handed, whatever. Like there are some people who are who swear by the one lefty, one righty on defense. I've never really yeah. been one of those, but I wanted to see a branch from Clevin pairing, like for a full season just see what that's like huh. um but yeah i don't know now it feels like they're trying to get branstrom out and maybe hamnick is who's gonna be stuck to clevin i don't know in the future next season i don't know i i, I when i saw hamnick resigned i thought that was a good sign for clevin i thought they brought in hamnick to go like all right you're gonna you're gonna show this young kid the ropes kind of thing which I know people would be like, why would Hamannick show anyone the ropes? But <laughs> yeah. Hamannick is also like, he is one of the only defense, him and Zub are the only two defensemen we have that actually lay hits, you know, like, and, and that's that it's nice to see Greg back in the lineup um, because he's, he's a guy who loves to hit too. And we need so much more of that because this entire team, other than, Kachuk, of course, just loves to stick check, and it makes me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you, you know, why are you letting up on a guy? Or you, you, he's, you know, Chikrin. I thought Chikrin was a like a physical. He's a beast. Why is he stick checking at the blue line? There's a guy coming in, and he's he's catching the puck, and you're right there. Why are you stick checking him? Just crush him, you know, like 
that's what I want to see. Yeah. I'm, you know, not for, not for injury sake, but there are other ways to separate a player from the puck and it jazzes the bench up. Like that gets, that gets the whole team going when you lay out a player, you know? Um, so I want more of that. And that's what I wanted Clevin to be. And that's what I thought, you know, I want that. I, at this point I'd take, <laughs> I was, I had uh, Kurt Smeaton was over watching the Leafs game with me. He's the the creator of Children Root Everything, and he, he's he's got a lot of TV shows, and he's an Ottawa boy as well. So, uh, and we were talking about that. Like I was saying, like I at this point I would take Borvietsky back. Like just having mm-hmm. that that guy who just crushes people. I miss it so much, and this team needs it because man, if even if we squeaked into the playoffs, it's we're a soft team, in my opinion. The, the The tough thing with that is, for some reason, it is so tough to find those guys who deliver absolutely crushing hits who are also, like, responsible defensively. You'd think those two things would go hand in hand, but there aren't that many, like, elite shutdown guys who will also, like, punish you physically. It's 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 weird to th- like it's it's not that common that you find those those two things True. together. Usually, if you're like this guy's gonna hit people into like into next week, they just don't know what to do as soon as they have to do anything else. I I guess and and I mean yes I'm I when I talk about Borvietsky like those were everyone remembers those hits being like just man are you coming down the left side because wake up yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, but I would, you know, I would even take like another Zub, just a guy who's, who's willing mm-hmm. to, to put those hits in behind the net. Like you want to keep cycling the puck? No, I'm going to hit you. And that's it. Like the cycle ends here as opposed to like stick checking and then the puck's loose and the next guy picks it up and the cycle continues and, right. and Lord knows that's when that's really when a majority of the goals have gone in on Ottawa. It's not like odd man rushes it's like the puck is cycling and our team is just floundering in their own end um and that's why you're like fucking hit them you know separate them from the puck i don't know that's just that's what i scream at home i don't know what you scream uh i usually scream about dump and chase that's (laughs) that's what i'm that's what i'm screaming about on a nightly basis dump and chase God, at least I mean they carried the puck in a little bit more tonight, which was nice. Um, yes, yeah, that's that's been my biggest gripe with DJ is like no matter what his like, no matter what his roster is, it's the same game plan. It's always dump and chase. I, I was telling uh, I was on a show with uh, because now whenever Canadian teams play each other on Game Over, we're doing like combined shows, so like we'll have a host from both teams on the show. And when the Sens were playing, um. When the Sens were playing the Flames, I was, I was I was on the show with uh with Peter from Game Over Calgary, and I was talking about how like it's one thing when you're te- when you're coaching a team that has like Derek Stepan, Michael Delzato, and like fucking Cedric Paquette or something, you know, like fine, dump the puck, fine, yeah. But like, have you seen who's on the team you're coaching, dude? It's it's unbelievable how they just don't want to carry the puck over the blue line. Just yeah. no rush offense at all. It's it's infuriating. It's gotten a little bit better. I don't know how much of that has to do with just 
DJ being like, let's try something different, or if, or if something's getting through, I don't know. But what? Uh, oh God, I'm, I blank on it. What team? What team did we play against recently that by the end of the first period they were down to four defensemen? Oh, uh, I can't even remember. Oh, that's what, horrible. Which game was that? I am. Yeah, I'd have to blanking. go to the calendar for it. Um, but I, I do remember. Oh, and still, Islanders. Yeah, Hams in the chat. Yeah, it was the Islanders. Thank yeah, you. thank you. Uh, yeah, and that, and that night they were, they weren't even chasing. They were just dumping, and it was like, <laughs> uh, that, that was. That was the night I think where I was like, I don't care who you trade at this point. Like I, and I honestly, I, I, I went to bed so angry. I thought, I don't, I don't know if I can keep watching games. I thought I'm, I might have to reach out to Charlie and say, you should find someone else. Cause I don't know if I'll be watching any more hockey in my yeah. lifetime. <laughs> yeah. That was an infuriating game. And that's, that's like you said, that's when you go like, as a coach, when you go look, okay, if you're not changing your game plan, if you're not going into the locker room and go, okay, they're down to four defensemen. So here's what we're going to do. You know, no, we're playing the exact same way. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I just, I don't know. Like, and I understand coaches have their systems. Coaches have what they like to do, but do you really not make any adjustments based on the pro the players you have? Like or it doesn't make any sense. Facing, you know, like, yeah. If you've got teams that stand up in the neutral zone and then the defensemen are just waiting for you to dump the puck in, what's the point of continuing to dump the puck? Like, yeah. 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 It's uh yeah, so I don't know. Hopefully I, I think Jacques Martin being around will change things. Um and I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, again, we're we're right now, I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's feeling pretty good about being five hundred right now. So that's God. a weird Oh uh, I have I have we've dealt with a lot being Sens fans over the last handful of years. I think a top three angriest I've ever been at this team was at the end of October when DJ said the goal was to be 500 or better and we did that. I was, oh man, I was so mad. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This, like, the team could have been three and six or something. They'd be like, yeah, no, we're right on track. Like, this. No, you did not come into the season going. If we're 500 by the end of October, we're really, we're really doing it. No, yeah. shut up. Like that, I've, I, that is like the maddest I've been at this team yeah. in a long time, which says a lot given what this team has done over the last few years. Um, to still be a right around 500 after November, we are about a third of the way through December. And granted, well, it, worth noting, uh, the Sens played so little in November. I only did four episodes of Game Over in November. Uh, this is my fourth episode of Game Over of December. So, like, it's like we're, yeah. a lot more games. Um, but still, like, the end of November, you're right at 500. A third of the way through December, you're still at 500. Like, when, when are you not 
they they just yeah. keep saying like no we're playing well and you know we're 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 doing what we want like no like yeah the not the not getting the bounces the um you know uh if we play like that if we play like that every night we're going to win more games than we lose oh my it god doesn't mean anything to anyone when you're losing games yeah you know like um and at the end of November, we were below 500. Um, so tonight, now December, we're three and two. So we're back to 500. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 I'd love to say I think this team makes the playoffs, but. It's tough. I, like, I'm so blinded by the fact that they've looked so good for the last five games. Uh, and and I'm trying my best to stay, like uh, like tr- do my best to stay as like I don't know like I don't want to lean too far in either direction. They haven't yeah. played. I think as good as it is that they've looked good the last five games in a row, it's also a red flag that 22 games into the season they've looked good five games in a row once. That's concerning. At the same time, um, yeah. If, if, if the truth is, if they miss the playoffs, it's a failure of a season. This is the first time since the rebuild began that it's a season where it's playoffs or bust, right? And and, and I don't know. I'm yeah. uh, I'm struggling with it. I mean, you can talk about the you know the drama of the you know like the new ownership comes in a little later than everyone hoped for, so he can't yeah. really make changes. Uh, the Pinto, like what's going on, what's going on. Oh, he's gone for 41 games. Um, couple, couple injuries, but that's, you know, nothing new. Um, and what was the other big drama? What's the other? I can't even remember now. There was something else, wasn't there? Oh yes, of course. Losing our first round pick. Oh my God. How did that, how did that? I think I'm, I'm I repressed it. I oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't even come with a trigger warning. No, dude. I spent I spent a week trying to forget it, and then it worked. And now it's and now it's back. Um, yeah, yeah I guess I had done that too. Because uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. And I uh, don't even. I talked about this with with my buddy who was over the other night. I said like I don't know. I understand Ann Ann Lauer suing the NHL would be a horrible way to start his you know tenure as an yeah. owner um but to to go through all of those negotiations where the NHL was completely involved in every step and never mentioned by the way Pinto is under review and might be suspended for ever or half the season and also we're going to be taking away one of your first round picks like God. he's what he's buying you know almost a billion dollars and the nhl doesn't bother to mention two really big things that might affect the price crazy yeah um god i yeah i wonder i because do you remember when uh when Kovalchuk left the devils to head to the khl and they were fined a first round pick and then the league went actually never mind I'm I'm I don't believe it, but I'm holding out hope a little bit. I don't know. 
I don't know. And and, that, and the thing is, too, like, so they gave them the flexibility of picking when in the next three years they're going to give up a first. Yeah. Um. Won't be this year. Doesn't look, doesn't look like it. Unless no. they aren't in love with, unless, like, they just narrowly missed the playoffs and they have pick 15 and then they're getting pick 32 because, you know, you can't possibly get the better of two first round picks when you're trading Alex to bring it. Um, because when Boston wins the cup this year, um, which would be the they're weirdest thing ever, the but cup. they're not winning the cup. They're go- when when the Sens probably have their first round pick. Yeah, yeah, they will. <laughs> uh, I don't. I mean, last year they were th- that was the best record ever. Was it the best record ever, or the best record since like the Montreal heydays? Um, it was. I I think they said. I don't know if it was points. I think it was the most wins. I think it was. Right. Yeah. Um. Which is why they're gonna do like the Panthers did, which is, well, sneak into the playoffs and then get all the way to the final. Anyway, all I'm saying is, the Sens get the worst between Detroit and Boston's first. Boston yeah. is gonna go on a run in the playoffs this year, and the Sens pick is gonna be even worse. But um, I wonder if the Sens look at like they have like the 15th overall pick. Maybe they aren't in love with the draft class, and they go, "Let's just get this over with." And get rid of this pick. I have no idea. I'd have to think, no, I'd have to think that they would believe that in the next two years, they'd be better. That they'd have, they'd have to think that we'd have to, we have to save it for when we're in the playoffs. And like, Uh no, no disrespect to the person, Tyler Boucher, but (laughs) honestly, just Mm. on paper, the Sens haven't had a first round pick in three years. Like they literally haven't the last two years, and Boucher just nobody knows what is what his injury is. He hasn't skated since the summer. It just feels like the Sens haven't had a first round pick in three years. So I them even considering get, not keeping their pick. They need to. The cupboards are empty, man. There's nobody outside of like you look at like that 2020 class past the first round. Clevin, I have, I still have very high hopes for. Uh, Marilyn yes. in the third round, I have high hopes for him. He's kind of struggled NHL and AHL, but like last season, man, at 20 years old, he had a 917 in the top finish. He was fifth in the league in save percentage. I have hope yep. for him too, but so past guard. those guys, so guard, yeah, I think goaltending is in a great spot, honestly. Um, um, but past that, man, the prospects to bring up to the it, there's nothing there they need to replenish this so i guess so i mean there's i think there's guys that that are gonna play like i'm kind of baffled that crookshank hadn't been called it up at any point i was i yeah. was looking at where was uh did i write that down somewhere in here crookshank had some insane stats going at one point he'd had something like 17 shots in his last five games like seven points <laughs> 17 shots in five games or something and i was like yeah. why would you not bring him up like you know i i guess they needed someone to get injured or something to afford but i think he's not making that much uh anyway it's uh i, yeah. I guess i mean did you not you don't think darventi's gonna turn into a middle six anywhere or 
He could. I mean, like he didn't look good called up, but he also, like I said, like these guys, these guys from the 2020 class that aren't the first rounders on the team, right? They're still so young. They still have time to develop. Uh, yeah. I still really like uh, Zach Ostopchuk. I think he's going to be really solid I, too. Yeah, I agree. But, man, the last few years have nothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's rough. And, yeah. I, and not, not to say that I, at the time, I completely. I loved the Debrinket trade at the time when the Sens acquired him. Um, I still think that the Chicka trade is a win, um, but it's it, they're steep prices. They're steep prices. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's... on the on the subject of goaltending as well, that we never really highlighted how phenomenal of a game Corsalo had. Um, yeah, and like. There's a couple games there that have tanked his numbers. That game against Florida was painful to watch. I felt so bad for him. I, I, yeah. I mean, that was that the one where he had the puck behind the net and he was slamming his stick, going like, yeah. "Some come get this!" Like, it, it's, it's unbelievable how some fans. I've seen it quite a bit on Twitter. Will blame Corpusalo for a loss in a game like that, where you're like. What are you talking about? Like, our we had no structure in our own zone, and like, he yeah he has no help most nights, none. Yeah, yeah. And and if and if you and if anyone's actually watching Corpusalo starts, he makes minimum two phenomenal saves every game. He, <laughs> yeah, he's constantly jumping around doing something crazy, and then like lets in what looks like a softball because. Nobody helped him at all. Yeah. So after that Florida game, I I I was saying on the show after that game, I was like, dude should ask for a trade. Like it was that bad. I it was. I it it does make me wonder. Um, like if if you know Miralainen and, and Sogard fall apart, and you know, uh, like one of our goalies goes down, like who? Did I just can't see? I, I don't. I don't understand UFA goalies coming here at this point because they see what happens to like everyone's numbers, and they see you know Gustafsson leaving and becoming like a superstar. Look, and look at Talbot. Talbot, yeah, like amazing. Comes to Ottawa, horrible. Leaves Ottawa, back to amazing. It's like. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to watch. Um, and and that is kind of the one of the things where you, people saying, like, DJ's got to go. It's hard to argue that DJ's got to stay. I don't know, because yeah. you got to move something. If you're not trading your defense, if you're not moving Chabot for, like, a stay-at-home guy, yeah. you got to got to get rid of dj at some point and see what it, what someone else can do yeah and like just on paper this defense should be so good so when you're watching the best defenseman on the team look lost in their own end it's it's i mean i don't know you kind of have to point it to the coaching staff so yeah i don't know and if 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 dj wants to say we're just not executing our game plan you can go okay, but that's four years of us not executing our <laughs> yeah. game plan. Yeah. So you might not have the right game plan 
for these players. And if that's the only game plan you, you coach, that's on you, you know? Yeah. Oh, this, this is, so here's some positivity though. This is, this is fun. From uh from Hamza in the chat, Stoops just surpassed Alfie for fifth most goals by a Sens player in their first four seasons with seventy nine. He needs twelve to pass Kachuk for third, twenty three to surpass Yashin. Like Stoops had a slow season as far as goal scoring. Slow season, yeah. When he puts up thirty goals. In the last uh, in the last sixty games here, is anyone shocked? I won't be. No. So let's see here. So in the list of let me do the math here. So he just passed Alfie for fifth. So there's four guys ahead of him, right? Or is Alfie in fifth now? Because the only names here, Kachuk is in third. Okay, so he needs twelve more goals to pass Kachuk for third most goals in the first four seasons. He's going to score twelve. Or more goals this season. Yeah. Won't pass this point. He needs okay, so Yashin is in first. He needs twenty-three more to pass Yashin. He's going. He like right? Like that feels like the safest bet that Stutzler is gonna score twenty-three more goals this season. I would think so. That would be like that would be such a great, like what a Yeah. Is, is Betsa in there? Where's who's Who's on that list? I'm 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 not sure what the actual list is, but um, yeah, like what's a, and it's amazing that Stutzla like it feels like hasn't looked his best in a good handful of games, and the dude still has 26 points in 22 games. Like he's well, everyone's talking about that tape on his neck. There's been a lot of talk about that as like, is this some sort of like, is his shoulder not feeling right? Like, what is that? Is it preventative or is it something nagging him? I haven't, I, I've, I've seen, yeah, I've seen like a few guys with that. I, I, I have no idea what it is. It's, it's, it's not the same stuff that they were trying to keep Norris's shoulder together with. Like that looks like a different, I was I'm just like, oh, here we go. Okay, yeah, you're right. He's four goals away from passing Spezza, who's in fourth. Okay, there's the list right there. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, I knew he had to be somewhere on that. Yeah, but no, this I think we I think we agree. He's going to pass Yashin with 23 more. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, and that would put him at 29 goals on the season. So that's that's important to me. <laughs> that's why he's going to do it because it's important yeah. to me. Yeah. Oh, Havlat is second. That's cool. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Huh. Havlat's second with my first ever favorite hockey player, Martin Havlat. Nice. Um, because he was traded. Havlat was traded in was it it was following the 0506 season, I think. Um I think it's just because I was a kid and I thought Havlat was a cool name. That's I think it was as simple as that. Like because I first started was like staying up watching games at like 2003 or something, not to make anyone watching feel old or anything. Um, well, yeah, well, you're, you're, I mean, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. very old because I'm it's like a, my favorite player as a kid was Dale Hunter. So, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's how old I am. Yeah, yeah, just because I got to watch him in the playoffs beat up his own brother on the ice. So, oh man, could you imagine a playoff series with the Kachucks. I I wouldn't want to see it because I think Brady changes the way he plays. 
he's almost he's too nice you know uh and and brady's got a that's not his style like you know even when his brother does shitty things you see them chatting at center ice with their hands over their gloves yeah, over their yeah. mouth so no one can see what they're saying and and even the who was it in the florida game they said i think they made a promise that they would never fight each other you know um but i bet his dad I, I think, is like i, I think they yeah i think they promised their mom or something yeah yeah <laughs> i i think keith probably wants to see them fight honestly yeah, exactly like, yeah he'd probably yeah. be like yeah 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 just teach matthew a lesson finally um yeah i want to see the outtakes from that commercial where the it just got dirty in the (laughs) yeah (laughs) see i i love that commercial the first time i saw it but when i'm seeing it a dozen times every game i just i'm starting to get sick of it yeah yeah i kind of want to see the french version every once in a while but have you seen that one no what's that it's the mature brothers are in the it's the exact same commercial in French with uh jo- Joseph Metzier and his brother uh is the... it really yeah yeah there's a there's so it's the it's the really the first time ever where I've seen like two Ottawa senators in a national commercial which is kind of cool. I guess there aren't any other French speaking brothers yeah him and uh and uh PO uh yeah Pierre yeah. Olivier yeah yeah wow. they do the french one yeah and it's the exact same spot where they they're fighting and get separated yeah cool i had no idea fun fact fun yeah fact I'll, the, uh, the show. I'll find it on youtube and send it to you yeah perfect yeah <laughs> um yeah i just noticed that it, <laughs> we've been going for over an hour man that just flew oh. by oh yeah that did yeah uh huh Okay, who got the helmet? Do we know that? Someone in the chat? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Let me see if I can let me see if there's oh. any uh No, it's away games. Did they bring the helmet on away games or is it just the home games? That's a really good question. I don't know. You'd think that they'd bring it along. Let's see if the Twitter account posted anything. Not not seeing anything. And it should be Corpusalo if anyone's gonna get it. Interesting. I mean, it's not like he faced a shit ton of shots, though. Um, I, I understand. He, he 30 made some save, 30, saves, 30, Was it 30 saves on 31 shots? Oh, I guess, yeah, that is pretty good. Uh, but, I mean, you got... Yeah. I Like, Giroud had two points, a goal and assist. Chikrin had two primary assists. Tarasenko had a goal and an assist. Hell, I'd, I'd, I'd give it to... I'd give it to Joseph just for <laughs> just to piss off Detroit fans. God. And like, Further. you know, not, not to say that we're, you know, that mean spirited, but like, man, there was some nasty shit being said by Red Wings fans online tonight. Just some yeah. truly awful things. Um, and I'm sure I'll be a uh, doom scrolling for the rest of the night, just reading through things and stopping myself. Oh man. I, I have like, if if this were ten years ago, I'd have gotten into a fight with every single one of them. And I uh I've I've grown as a person. I, I've stopped replying to uh conversations that have nothing to do with me. So uh, good on you. 
yeah sometimes i don't have that strength other times i'm just like i'm just gonna block you just just to yeah. save myself i'm gonna block you yeah yeah but uh that was a really fun game that was a really fun game tonight it, it yeah. honest it really really was i um well it was, it was great uh, um and you know I uh, I have this fight with my dad every time we ever watch games together. If it's a blowout, even on the Sens side, he goes, "Well, I prefer closer games. I hope they uh, I hope they score a few goals." And, and I'm saying, "No, no, give me eight nothing yeah. Sens wins every night, every yeah. night." Yes, please. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, I have one more question for you. Did they ever find out? Do you know uh, the game, uh, the Leafs game? when the lights flickered in the, the last, yeah, I few... never heard anything about that. Okay. No. I wondered if it was ever solved. There was a lot of talk. I mean, on I'll, I'll, how a lot of Leafs fans thought it was on react. purpose. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what they said, the Ottawa fans didn't react or the Ottawa players didn't react like, like they knew it was going to happen. And I'm like, that's a really, what, the, the team down by a goal with possession yeah. of the puck and 40 seconds on the clock didn't right. stop playing that's right yeah oh that sounds pretty guilty to me you know yeah. like <laughs> yeah they might have been focused on trying to score a goal but yeah yeah, yeah. um no i th- i i i saw i saw a lot of talk about it and zero uh zero actual answers so i don't know i saw i saw someone say listen we can't even get hot water at the Canadian Tire Center. You want the lights yeah. to work? So Yeah, that's yeah, that was like, are we back to the Melnick days? Like someone pay yeah. that bill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this honestly, man, it, it's it's such a pleasure having you on the show. This could go another hour if I don't wrap things up here. So um yeah, I think yeah, so yeah, with that we'll we'll wrap things up. Uh thank you everyone for tuning in. Um especially, you know, if you were watching live, it's it's Saturday. Every other team's playing just about, so uh, great to have people tuning into the show. Uh, and if you made it this far into the show, whether it's live or you're watching after the fact, uh, do us all a big favor, hit that like button because uh, the algorithm gods like that. And we just kind of go by what the YouTube algorithm likes. And of course, subscribe to SDPN. We're closing in on a hundred thousand subscribers on the network, which is pretty That's fun. Amazing. It's pretty fun. Pretty amazing. Little, uh, just a little independent sports network. And, uh, it's, it's it's going well we're it's it's honestly like you know not to uh not to talk up my bosses and sound like i'm being held at gunpoint or anything but genuinely like best best job i've ever had best co-workers i've ever had and everything about the way they're doing things at sdpn i can uh i cannot praise enough so um closing on 100k i don't know if there's any plans on uh <laughs> from the sdpn account in the chat everyone remember to smash that like button that's right Smash the like button. <laughs> and of course, go sends go. Uh, thank you again, Terry, for being back on the show, man. It's always a pleasure. You're always a great guest. Um, Fun. Uh, I'd love to bring you back on later this season and we can talk about trading Shabbat again. <laughs> I'll always sneak it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll figure we'll figure we'll figure out another time for you to be on the show, man. It's it's great. it's always a blast. So uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. And uh, next sends game. Actually, you know what? I should probably be. Uh, I should probably kind of queue up what the next game is going to be before I sign off. The next game is going to be uh, against the Hurricanes on Tuesday, and uh, Mod will be hosting that game. So uh, 
Tuesday. I should have known it's only been a few days away because 15 games in the month of December. So it's jam-packed. And, abs- and, and 15 games again in January. I'm going to keep talking for another 10 minutes now. Um, so many, so many games after having so much time off in November. It's too many. Also, <laughs> Terry's jersey is elite. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's phenomenal. All right, with that, I'm actually going to end the show now, guys. I, I, so, I'm so, I'm so bad at ending the show. I just start going in circles. All right, we'll, we'll call it there. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time.